This is the Mark K Show, and my name is Mark K. Thank you so much for joining me. Listen, I listen to you folks, you know? I want you to know, I'm not like the Democrats, all right? I'm not like the Democrats. The Democrats, they never listen. When you want change, when you ask for positive change, I hear you, and I make it happen. And so many of you over the past few days have told me, Mark K., I love your show. I listen every day. I watch you on YouTube. I download your podcast. But but that music you play at the beginning is so gosh darn annoying. I hate your intro. <laughs> In fact, it's loud and it's obnoxious and there's that horrible horn. And uh, you know what what happens is what happens is you may not realize this, but it annoyed me too. Uh, and I would sit there sometimes because I got to edit this stuff and I'm uploading the podcast every day and we're testing stuff all the time. And I hear that thing and I go, God, this is the most annoying intro in the, you know, the one I'm talking about. I'm not going to play it anymore. Uh, but everyone on YouTube yesterday was like, well, you got to do something about it. It's driving me crazy. So we did because look, this is your show. It's not mine. If my name's on it and it's from my house and all that, but this is your show. It's not for me. It's for you. And if you don't like something, speak up, man. Speak up. You uh, you let me know what you think, and we'll we'll do the best because I want you to enjoy it. I don't want you walking away from this experience and think and taking away anything negative. I want this to be a positive, relaxing, uplifting experience. I want you to be entertained. I want you to be informed, and I want you to enjoy it. Because if you enjoy it, then hopefully you're going to tell other people how much they're going to enjoy it. In fact, if you'd like to do that right now. That'd be great. You can hit the share button if you're watching on Facebook. If if you've got the live Facebook feed going, go ahead and share this. Say, oh my gosh, Mark K, listen to me. He changed that obnoxious, horrible music uh, at the the guy screaming at the beginning of his show. Got rid of it. Uh, If you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to share the podcast, if you're listening on the, I'll wait. I got no place else to be here. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Mm, I'll have some coffee. Let me know. Let me know when you're done sharing. Okay, good. Okay, good. That's great. Let's let's figure out what's going on today with with uh, with the world because apparently now, apparently now politics has moved into the fashion industry. There's been a lot of stuff going on in the fashion industry, and I'm not just talking about me and what I do. I'm not just talking about these very highly popular wild t-shirts, which are available at teespring.com slash wild shirt. I'm not talking about the working it like Donald line of apparel, which by the way, these I wore this shirt yesterday. I wore this shirt all day yesterday, which number one explains why it smells funny. Uh, but number two, I walked around all day in my, because it because I just got it in the mail. I was so excited working it like Donald. I got 11, I got 11 comments on this shirt and like seven of them were positive. And I thought to myself, wow, 11 comments about my Donald Trump t-shirt. Seven of them were positive. I'm onto something here. Uh, people are like, where can I get it? How can I buy it? And uh, I'll put the link. Um, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'm going to put the link in the comments because I know that's probably the best way uh, for you guys to, to see it and to check it out. Wait a minute, where, there we go. Um, get rid of I'll put the link in the comments because I know that's the best way for you guys to get the information uh, later on. But uh, but everyone was and I have to, and I have to wash it because, like I said, it is a little it is a little odiferous today. All right, uh, but the fashion industry is becoming super political. It's it's always been a fierce industry, fierce work it girl. But now it is it is fiercely uh, partisan. And two stories have erupted in the past few days that have just uh, they've caught my eye. They've caught. Uh, the international attention, and for whatever reason, they're both equally ridiculous. And of course, the, these are these are stories that are being perpetuated and pushed through by, hate to say it, 
the Democrats. Uh, I don't hate to say that they're that they're pushing forward these stories. I just always hate to say Democrats because it puts a it's a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, but basically, here's what's happening now. You've got two. You've got two different companies. One of them is Ivanka Trump. And Ivanka Trump has her own clothing line, has for a long time. And as you know, she is the daughter of President Trump and she's an advisor to the Trump campaign. And her husband is one of the closest advisors to Donald Trump as well. Well, now that Donald Trump is president, a lot of folks are taking out their angst and their anger. And rest assured, it is nothing but unbridled, passionate rage. They're taking it out on every aspect they can. Uh, they're taking it out, you know, in the streets. They're taking it out on Starbucks coffee windows for some reason. I don't know why, because Starbucks is the least conservative coffee company in the entire world. They're attacking bank windows. They're, they're you know, what they're uh, pepper spraying people at the University of Berkeley. Poor Milo Yiannopoulos can't get a gig in California because the protesters just shut them down because they're just so angry. Well, now they're taking it out on designer shoes and apparel, handbags and high-end jewelry, dresses, both moderately priced, expensive, and very, very inexpensively affordable for the modern-day Trump-loving woman. The Ivanka Trump line. Ivanka Trump's line, by the way, is available pretty much anywhere. It's available, well, it was available at Nordstrom. It was available at Neiman Marcus. It was available at Macy's. Uh, those are three three companies, however, that have announced that they will be taking the Ivanka Trump items out of their stores. They claim that it's declining sales. They claim that there's no interest. I find this hard to believe. The Trump name is the most famous name in the history of the world. Right now, Trump is, you can go to any country, any town, you could go to an island uh, in the West Indies, where they haven't, they have no technology, no computers, no cell phones, no airplanes, where people from the mainland haven't visited for decades. And you could say Donald Trump, and they would know exactly what you were talking about. They they would pull out an orange and draw a little face on it and go huge, huge. They know exact. Everybody knows Donald Trump. You're telling me that that's not beneficial to sales. You're telling me that people aren't going to seek out those products in your stores. Ivanka Trump's shoes. She's a beautiful woman. So many people love her. She's a smart, intelligent, successful woman. Why would you why would you alienate half the country by getting rid of the Ivanka Trump line? TJ Maxx just today said, ah, you know what? We're going to start dissolving Ivanka Trump. They sent out a memorandum to their employees saying, move the stuff off the shelves and tear up the signs. Tear them up. We don't need them anymore. Put them in the bargain discount uh, bin. And when they're gone, they're gone. We are not re- stocking any gosh darn Ivanka Trump's Trump stuff. You know what's interesting though? You know what you know who still does stock Ivanka Trump stuff is uh, a little organization called amazon.com. And of all the places in the world where you would think it would be least likely for you to find anything Trump. Of all the places in the world where you think it would be it would be the least likely place for you to find anything with Ivanka Trump's name on it. You would think it would be Amazon.com for a couple of reasons. Number one, Jeff Bezos, huge Democrat, huge liberal supporter, tons of cash to all kinds. Hillary Clinton, I believe he gave money to Bernie Sanders. I'm pretty sure he sent Elizabeth Warren a couple mil. Guy has more money than you could believe. One of the richest entrepreneurs in the history of the universe. And of course, uh, a huge, uh, huge liberal Democrat. Those are his policies. Also two, he owns the left-leaning Washington Post. 
He owns the left-leaning Washington Post. And you would think that the guy who owns the left-leaning Washington Post would not want to help put money in the pockets of anyone with the last name of Trump. However, however, Jeff Bezos, on top of all that, who the founder and CEO of Amazon, guy who supports all these Democratic causes, guy who owns the Washington Post, for crying out loud. This guy, much like Donald Trump, is a businessman first. He knows everything he's got in his life, he, it's because of his business. It's because of Amazon.com. And Amazon.com is the world's largest retailer. They sell stuff. And when you're a retailer, your job is to find out what people want to buy and then offer it to them for sale. Not only that, but he does it in a great way. He lets you order stuff while you're sitting at home and he delivers it right to your house. And if you're a Prime member, there's no extra charge. I'm, look, I'm going to watch this. Ready? I just bought something on Amazon. It's going to be here tomorrow before noon. It's a great, I don't even know what I bought. I just hit one click ordering and we're good to go. But Ivanka Trump, you can still buy all of her stuff on Amazon because Jeff Bezos, as liberal as he is, as much of a Democrat as he is, as, as many liberal articles as his reporters are out there trying to, as much dirt as he's trying to dig up on Donald Trump as we speak, the guy knows that profit is king. He is a retailer first. He's a businessman first. And business trumps politics. See what I did there? See how I, I worked in the... Trump, people do, that's a very common thing uh, that people do when they're writing, when they're writing cool headlines and, uh, and, uh, and catchphrases. And so here's the thing about Amazon. He realizes that shoes are not political. He realizes that purses are not political. He realizes that Ivanka Trump's dress is very beautiful, very functional, very comfortable. I'm not speaking from experience. I'm speaking from the, com- by the way, the two things I'm going to talk about today are the two things I have the least amount of experience in. One is women's apparel, and the other is athletic apparel. We'll get we'll get into the athletic apparel in a minute. Again, I'm not a, I don't go to the gym a lot. You you may see I'm sitting. You every time you see me, I'm sitting. I'm in the seated position. I know you guys have noticed that. That's for a reason. Uh, but we'll get into the uh, we'll get into the athletic apparel in, in just a minute. But Ivanka Trump. She's got stuff that women want to buy, and Jeff Bezos knows that. So he goes on Amazon, he lists it for sale, and if you want to buy it, go ahead. He'll take your money. He'll take your money because you want to buy something that you saw Ivanka Trump wear at some ball or at some debate or walking around on the street with her kids. You trust her, you trust the brand, you think it's a good deal, and you think it looks great. And it's your money anyway, so what the hell should he care? But Macy's, they care, man. Macy's and Nordstrom and Neiman Marcus, they care. They don't just want you to buy clothes. They want you to buy clothes that they approve of politically. They want to take the clothes. If you want, they're not going to let you buy Ivanka Trump clothes. If you want to wear Ivanka Trump from head to toe, Macy's and Nordstrom and Neiman Marcus and TJ Maxx and Marshalls and all these other companies all these other companies whose job it is to sell you clothes would rather see you walking around naked. Personally, I'd rather, I'd rather see you walking around naked too, but that's just, that's just me. But they would rather you be naked than support Donald Trump and or his family. Ivanka Trump, I'd like to point out, by the way, not even an elected politician. She has no official role in Washington. She has no official role in the White House. She doesn't make any kind of policy decisions. All she does is run Donald Trump's businesses now and her own businesses and sell some really cute clothes. 
Although she, I mean, she used to sell, she still sells them. Now she just, you have to get them online and Amazon. There's like 5,000 other places you can still go because not other company, all, not all companies are politically motivated. Most companies, the good companies, the ones that do a really great job are, are based on something called supply and demand. In fact, you know, it's really kind of insulting. Listen to this. Uh, oh, you know what, by the way, let me put up the number here too. If you guys want to call in, if anyone owns, by the way, any Ivanka Trump stuff, uh, because I, I posted a, a blog post on markk.com and I already got a couple comments from people saying, you know, I love the Ivanka Trump shoes. They are quite frankly, the most comfortable flats I own and her dresses are super cute and it's good quality stuff. It's affordable. I love it. I love it. Uh, I did. So if you, if you've got experience with that, go ahead and give me a buzz. I'd love to talk to you and, uh, and see if, or if you're going to stop, uh, you know, if you're going to stop shopping in at these stores too, a lot of people are saying, I'm never going to Macy's again. A lot of folks are saying, you know, I'm never going to TJ Maxx again. I can't remember the last time I was in a TJ Maxx. It was a while ago. It was a while ago, but there's a number 844-436-MARK. It's toll free. 844-436-MARK or uh, 436-6275. Where was I? Oh yeah. So Ivanka Trump. So supply and demand. Macy's especially and Nordstrom are claiming that there is a lower demand, that sales of these products are down 10%. And they're making way for new inventory, for new designers. They want to give somebody else a chance that, uh, you know, America and their consumers, they're tiring. They're tiring of some of the Ivanka Trump stuff. They don't like it. There have been actual boycotts of her materials and and her products. And and they're saying, you know, was it uh, hashtag hit the wallet or something or, or buy the, or I don't even remember what it is, but these people are, are actively going out and not purchasing Ivanka Trump stuff. They're claiming all kinds of victory today. Macy's uh, pulling uh, jewelry lines and clothing lines and shoes off the shelves because they're claiming victory that they've somehow uh, hurt Donald Trump and and they're fighting back at Republicans by attacking the daughter of the president who really has no dog in the fight. So uh, this is this is what their claim is. There's no longer interest and sales are down. And that would be a believable claim. That would be a totally 100% legitimate business reason to not uh, choose to stock any of Ivanka Trump's uh, outfits anymore or her or her items if it were clearly supply and demand. But I kind of don't believe that because in addition to economics, yes, if the supply is down or if, I'm sorry, if that demand is down, then you cancel the supply. We get that. But in addition to economics, there's something called history. And if you study history, you remember that, oh, wait a minute, Macy's, they were the company that canceled the Donald Trump tie line they were the one that threw Donald Trump stuff out right out of the store when Donald Trump started running for office and claiming he was going to build a wall. They're the ones that didn't like Donald Trump's stance on immigration, so they severed all business ties with him. Pun totally intended, by the way, when I said they severed the business ties because it was his, his ties that they they cut. No, he's a rough crowd today. Rough crowd. Anyway, uh, so what they're doing basically is they're saying, they're saying, Ivanka, we don't want you. You're out. Take your shoes and get out. And the reason is because of lagging sales. But if we go back and look at the history books, if we go back and and Google the blog post from just just a year and a half ago, we see that that's not the case, that, that Macy's in particular, they took a political stand against Donald Trump and they severed all ties with him. And this this clearly... This clearly is a continuation of that process and that and that political statement uh, in their stores. 
So if you want Ivanka Trump, now the good news is you can still go on Amazon. And I'll be honest with you. A lot of people say, I don't like Amazon because they would stay on the Washington Post and they're liberal. I'll be honest, I still shop on Amazon all the time. Uh, and I do that because of convenience and because they have everything I need. Uh, and I understand that I understand that they own the Washington Post, but f- you know what? I, I want stuff delivered to my house. I don't have time to go to the store. Sorry. Uh, that's just me. I don't, I try not to make political statements when I shop. I won't buy Heinz ketchup because I hate John Kerry, but I will order, uh, from amazon.com. That's the first part. The second part, but that, I mean, the, it, it's amazing to me how, how the fashion and apparel industry has become so politicized. The second part is, uh, is this dude, Kevin Plank. Do you guys know this dude, Kevin Plank? This guy is the uh, owner of Under Armour. He's the founder and CEO of Under Armour. This guy, by the way, is from the University of Maryland. My wife went to the University of Maryland, so I know all about him. Uh, but this guy's uh, Kevin Plank. He's from the University of Maryland. He founded Under Armour. He made a bajillion dollars, turned it, I mean, if anyone, uh, no one ever was supposed to be able to compete with Nike and Adidas and Puma, and he did it. He created a superior brand. He got in with the biggest and best athletes, and he came up with something that is phenomenal. It's Under Armour. It's it's phenomenal quality, and the athletes love it. and And he's all over the the uh, the NCAA teams and professional athletes. Steph Curry has a contract with Under Armour. Well, this guy was being interviewed by MSNBC or CNBC or one of those NBC channels that nobody watches. And they asked him a couple of questions. They were asking him, uh, first of all, the first like 20 minutes of the interview was, why does your stock suck? Why is your company in the toilet? Can you please, can you please talk to the stockholders and, and say to them, hey, you know what? Uh, we're, we're working on it. Here's our plan going forward. Here's how we're going to make Under Armour profitable again. But then they started getting into politics because politics and the economy, they go hand in hand. And the interviewer, some guy, no idea who he is. He, uh, he asked uh, Kevin Plank about Donald Trump. Uh, Kevin Plank, by the way, had met with Donald Trump along with Elon Musk and Michael Dell and a bunch of other big-time entrepreneurs who own billion-dollar companies and are really in tune with the economy of America. Well, go figure. Uh, and he had said, you know, you met Donald Trump. What'd you think? And here was his response. Listen to this. Uh, I think he's highly passionate. Um, he definitely, it's, you know, to have such a pro-business um, president is something that's a real asset for this country. I think people should really grab that opportunity. Okay. As you can imagine, as you can imagine, Kevin Plank became public enemy number one because he said Donald Trump was passionate and more specifically, an asset, an asset to the country. He said Donald Trump was an asset. He, he used Donald Trump's name in the same sentence as a positive statement. And not the way like something like, you know, I'm positive Donald Trump is a horrible person and he should die. I'm positive Donald Trump is, uh, is, you know, the devil. Not that kind of positive statement, but an actual real life, you know, Donald Trump is pro-business. Donald Trump, you know, he's an asset to business in the United States of America. He didn't stop there, though. He didn't uh, listen to this. He continued to praise the president. I'm a big fan of, of people that operate in the world of publish and iterate, you know, versus, you know, think, 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 think. So there's a lot that I respect there. Yeah. So you've got him saying, look, not only is he positive for business, not only is he going to be pro-growth for the United States of America, but the guy is, is all action and no talk. He's a think, think, think guy. He doesn't sit around, or he's not a think, think, think guy. He doesn't sit around going, uh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Maybe I should do this, maybe I shouldn't do that. He gets out there and he executes and he iterates and he changes and he gets, you know, action. What is it? A launch and then 
edit or there's something I, you know what, if I were an actual successful entrepreneur, I'd know what it is, but it's something like launch early and edit often. Something like that. Basically, in today's society, if you want to succeed, you got to get out there now with something and then change it little by little and be willing and ready to change little by little every single day. And that's how you're going to be successful. And that's how entrepreneurs are successful. That's how Donald Trump's successful. But it doesn't work that way. When you're a Democrat, when you're in the United States Senate or Congress, when you're, when you're, an, when you're adversarial, there's two things. There is, there is right and wrong. And for the Democrats... Everything that the Republicans say is 100% wrong. And if you are with Trump, you are against us. So, of course, after Kevin Plank says Donald Trump's an asset, people went crazy and they called for a boycott of Under Armour. Of course, people, people were, people I know for a fact have never worked out a day in their life were on Facebook and Twitter saying, well, I'm never going to use Under Armour again. I ain't never going to do, I'm never buying Under Armour again. It's the last straw. And I'm looking at, I'm like, fatty, you ain't never been in a gym, let alone wearing anything Under Armour. Give me a break. That saying, uh, you know, some people are out there saying, I'm going to boycott underwear. That's like me saying, I'm going to boycott Vidal Sassoon uh, hair mousse or, or bed head or something, you know, some other kind of gel. It's stupid. It's pointless. It's not going to happen. You never bought any kind of athletic apparel in your life. Just like I've never bought suntan lotion. Okay? This is this is it's the same. Me saying, oh, I'm gonna boycott copper tone. Look at me. Clearly, I'm not their number one customer. The other thing I heard a lot, and this was this was ridiculous. I heard a lot of people saying, no more Under Armour for me. Looks like it's back to Nike. I'm like, Nike? Like Google, do me a favor. If you are boycotting Under Armour, or if you know somebody who is boycotting Under Armour because of Kevin Plank's uh, comments, here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to Google Nike and, uh, and uh, what is it, like, um, uh, what is it, what, uh, what's it called? Social injustice, or uh, Nike and uh, you know rights violations. Nike and Malaysian workers. Google any of those topics and read me the top three headlines. Not even the whole story, just the headlines that come up. And then tell me that Under Armour is a bad company because the CEO and founder says that Donald Trump is an asset by being a pro-business president. These people are ridiculous. It, I mean, it's, it's so, it, we're going to get into, Marco Rubio gave a speech uh, about Elizabeth Warren on Senate. We're going to get to that here in just a minute. Also, we have some phone calls, which I'm really excited about. Michael, Joe, I'm going to get to you guys here in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. Don't, don't hang up or anything. Uh, we're going to talk to you too. But it's, it's such a, it's such a hate filled thing. Keep your politics out of my closet. All right. Because you're, nobody's going to, nobody cares if you don't like Donald Trump and Ivanka Trump we're still going to buy their shoes. Nobody cares if you don't like Under Armour because he thinks that the president is an asset. Also, why is that a bad thing that you have the, a successful business leader? I mean, how many people, how many people during the campaign who are boycotting Under Armour today or are so excited that Macy's stopped selling Ivanka Trump stuff? How many of those people during the campaign bitched and complained and moaned and whined that Donald Trump never built any businesses. He was handed everything. He got a million dollars from his daddy. It's all fake money. He's no entrepreneur. He's how many times has he declared bankruptcy? Like seven. Didn't we hear that throughout the campaign that Donald Trump's not really a billionaire. 
and he's hiding his taxes. And if he if he let us see his taxes, we'd know he's not a billionaire. The truth would come out. Okay, so here's a guy who's president of the United States, and you're saying he's not economically safe, and he doesn't have any experience, practical uh, business experience. He's not a successful businessman. He's not nearly as successful as what he claims to be. And what's he doing? He's calling up successful businessmen. Look, let me show you this picture again. Where did I snag this picture from today of Kevin Plank? Forbes. The Forbes 400. This guy, while a college student at the University of Maryland, which is right outside Washington, D.C., I'd like to point out, built a company that turned into a billion-dollar athletic apparel company. And that is one of the most difficult things to do. To create... Creating a successful athletic apparel industry or, uh, or athletic apparel company in this day and age is the equivalent of saying, you know what? I'm going to create a cola to go up against Coke and Pepsi. And I'm going to make, and it's good. pretty soon all the athletes are going to be drinking it. Come on. <laughs> that is an impossibility. This is an extremely successful business person that Donald Trump is reaching out to, talking to, getting ideas from. Same with the guy from Uber. I was talking to a friend of mine at work today. What? Why is everybody upset that Donald Trump went to the single most successful app developer in the, of the last two or three years, a guy who built a company? Listen to this. Think about Uber for a minute, okay? Think about how Uber created money from basically thin freaking air. Uber is the largest taxi company in the entire world, and they don't own a single car. They don't own a single car. Uber does not have a fleet of vehicles. Uber finds people that have cars and people that have rides. They put them together and they take some off the top. And the guy has built a billion dollar industry. And Donald Trump, I mean, is who is now the executive in charge of economy that is trillions of dollars in debt says, Hey, Uber guy, uh, Under Armour guy, Come, oh, I got to talk to you. We need your huge, we need your huge experience. We need to make America rich again. I would think people would be upset if Donald Trump didn't reach out to these people. You know what? Don, yeah, these Democrats are going to be upset no matter what Donald Trump does. So, uh, so it doesn't really matter. Anyway, uh, here's, here's, uh, there's one more thing that I want to, I want to play you this last Kevin Plank uh, call and then we're, or clip, and then we're going to, uh, and then we're going to take some phone calls. At the end of this interview, they asked uh, Kevin Plank about the Trump and uh, the uh, border tax with Mexico that Donald Trump has said we need. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna we're gonna build the wall, and Mexico's gonna pay for it with a twenty percent tax on stuff coming in. That's the thing, right? So they asked him about that, and he was critical of the president. It's the it's the number one issue when you ask me about the new administration. It's the number one thing that we want to make sure that we do have a voice and we can explain because the one thing that I believe the president does want to do is want to hurt businesses. Yeah, he says, look. This is crucial. This is a big problem for us in the apparel industry, in any American industry. This is a big, big problem. And so we've got to have the ear of the president to make sure that he understands exactly how it's going to affect the 60 million people who work in the retail fashion industry in the United States. Yeah, that's, but here's the thing. You have a smart businessman who knows exactly how uh, the economy is affected by political decisions and knows exactly how political decisions affect the economy. And he's got the president's ear and that's a bad thing. And because of that, you're going to punish him by not buying Under Armour. You know, I'm thinking of taking up uh, running or, you know, or jogging or walking briskly. Or you know what? Really just standing up more. Whatever kind of exercise I can do, whatever Under Armour's into, 
I'm going to buy some Under Armour stuff and I'm going to go and, and I'm going to do it. You know what? I may just even just buy Under Armour stuff and just sit in it because they don't, they don't care if I work out or not. They just want me to buy this. I'll, I get it. I'm going to buy some Under Armour stuff. And next time you see me sitting here, I'm going to be wearing Under Armour uh, as a show of support for a, a successful businessman from Maryland who has the ear of the president and is using it not just to his advantage, but the advantage of the entire country. Uh, 844-436-MARK is the phone number that we put in yesterday. 844-436-6275. If you're sitting around watching this on Facebook or uh, well, if you're listening to the podcast later, don't call because I'm not going to answer. It's probably, I mean, I know for a fact that it's after it's, uh, I'm long gone. Uh, let's get to Michael though, because, uh, Michael called in and Michael wanted to comment. Michael, hi, thanks so much for calling the Mark K show. Where are you calling from, Michael? Hey, Mark. Uh, this is Michael from Ohio and I'm sports lover 2020 on Twitter. The one that always tweets. Oh yeah, that's great, man. How's it going? Doing good. How are you? And actually I'm most excited to talk to you. Oh, yeah, well, I'm excited to talk to you as well. Uh, by the way, is it snowing in Ohio, or are you guys missing all the northern storms? Because I know that the rest of the Northeast is getting we, pretty pumped. We had, a, we, had, we had a little bit of snow, but it didn't stick to the road, so I, I have to report to work here in about 90 minutes. <laughs> oh, that sucks. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Michael, real quick, what do you want to say about uh, about all this uh, you know, passion and politics in the apparel industry? Well, I hope I make sense. I'm not really good about making sense of stuff, but I just don't understand the American population that they all want to get so upset about boycotting all this stuff just because tr- Trump is president. I mean, good grief already. Can people just accept the fact that Trump's our president and we don't have to deal with any more of the hell, hell is Obama left for us? Yeah, you know, the boycott to me has always been a curious, it's always been a curious thing. I don't, you know, I, I mean, people like to publicize these boycotts. They think that they're going to make a dent. I, I really feel like it's going to take a very, like a huge amount of people to not buy Under Armour to really make any kind of impact. Now, Steph Curry from the Golden State Warriors, uh, he came out yesterday because he's he's one of their big athletes. And he, uh, he, took, he took umbrage. He took offense to what uh, Kevin Plank said. And he basically, uh, well, you know, in fact, that they released a statement after he got on the phone and he talked to Kevin Plank and they then released this statement. Where is it? Here it is. Uh, at Under Armour, our country, our culture rather, has always been about optimism, teamwork, and unity. We have engaged with both the prior and the current administrations in advocating on business issues that we believe are in the best interests of our consumers, teammates, and shareholders. Kevin Plank was recently invited at the request of the president of the United States to join the American Manufacturing Council as part of a distinguished group of business leaders. He joined CEOs from Dow Chemical, Dell, Ford, GE, and Tesla, among others. We believe it is important for Under Armour to be a part of that discussion. And they go down, but here's the best part. Skip down to uh, paragraph three here. It says, we engage in policy, not politics. We engage in policy, not politics. We believe in advocating for fair trade, an inclusive immigration policy that welcomes the best and the brightest and those seeking opportunity in the great tradition of our country and tax reform that drives hiring to help create new jobs globally across America and in Baltimore. And I mean, there's nothing negative about that statement at all. But that, but the first part there is, is the best part. And that's the part where they say we are involved. We're interested not in politics, but in policy. Michael, hey, thanks so much for calling, man. Thanks for listening, and have a great day at work, okay? You too. You have a blessed day, Mark. All right, you too. Oh, man, that was so much fun. I love taking these phone calls, by the way. It's so much fun uh, to be able to do this now. Man, technology. I love it. I love it. Thank you, uh, technology. Uh, well, uh, you know, people who make te- technology. We've also got, uh, let's see, who else is there? Oh, we've got uh, Joe. Uh, where's Joe? Joe. Hey, how you doing, Joe? 
Jaws. Joe, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, you there? Hey, I'm here. Yeah, you're in Pennsylvania. Is that right? Yeah, my name's Joe, and it's not Joe. They kind of mixed up. Yeah, I'm from a uh, small hick town up here in Crescent, Pennsylvania. Okay, all right. What's on your mind? What do you want to say about uh, what do you want to say about these um, boycotts and, and the apparel industry and stuff? Well, you know what? The boycotts okay as long as it, it has um, if it if you need to make a statement. But what you heard when I was listening to and what that other caller out that I heard that we were talking to, that's just wrong. Yeah. Why, why, why would you want to do that? Because I'm not going to, because I have some Under Armour stuff, and I wear it. It keeps you warm. It's nice to have on, plus it lets you stay cool, too, at the same time. But anyway, about as far as that Ivanka stuff, that's just plain right out wrong. Yeah. That's all political. You know that, I know that, and everybody else does. Oh, it's 100% And I'm political. glad that Trump spoke out about that and tweeted out about it. Yeah. Uh, Tammy Compton, who's watching on Facebook right now, she left a comment and she goes, I love boycotts because now it lets me know which companies I need to buy from more. I'm going out to buy more Ivanka stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and That's I, good stuff. Now, yeah. You know, as, as far as the election was concerned, all I kept hearing about from the far left was about his tax return, the tax return. Yeah. You know, there's no code in there that when you're running for president, it doesn't say that you have to have to show your tax returns. Guys, like an old saying my dad used to tell me, if everybody jumps off the Eiffel Tower, are you going to follow them? And what would you say? Common sense. Yeah, no. I, I said, no, hell no, I wouldn't follow them. <laughs> yeah, no, I would never, I wouldn't jump off the Eiffel Tower. But I wouldn't go to France anymore either because it's like, when there's like, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the terrorism there and the, and the refugees are, are running rampant. By the way, did you hear that they're now installing a wall? Get this. I, I, I wanted to share this story, but I didn't know where I'd fit it in. Thank you, uh, Joe. Thanks for calling, by the way, and thanks for giving me a segue into the story. Hey, thank you. Now, you, you're doing a great job out there, Kay. Oh, thanks, man. I, I really appreciate that. Stay uh, stay dry and warm in, uh, in Pennsylvania because I know it's going to get cold. But there's a story. I, I want to pull it up. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll try to paraphrase it. Uh, at, in Paris, they've decided they have to put a wall, a wall around the Eiffel Tower because of the threat of terrorism. Uh, and they're and they're putting up it's, maybe it's just a fence. Here we go. No, it's a wall. It's a glass wall to protect the Eiffel Tower. It's a bulletproof wall. That is, I mean, this is ridiculous. This is France, a country, by the way, which is very critical of Donald Trump. But the Eiffel Tower. Here's the uh, story from the BBC. Uh, the, the Eiffel Tower in Paris is said to have a 2.5 meter, which is eight feet American, uh, eight foot wall of reinforced glass built around it as protection against the terrorist attacks, officials say. The Paris mayor's office says the wall will replace metal fences that we put up for the football tournament in 2016. Uh, it's going to cost $20 million. Last July, 86 people were killed when a lorry plowed through a crowd celebrating Bastille Day in the southern city of Nice. Uh, jihadists killed in November 2015 130 people um, at a nightclub in Paris. The terror threat remains the terror threat remains high in Paris, and the most vulnerable sites led by the Eiffel Tower must be the object of special security measures. That's what they say. Uh, so they're going to build a wall around the Eiffel Tower to protect people from terrorism. This should be front page news. This should be front page news that in Europe, the situation is so bad that not only they should really build a wall 
along the border of uh, you know uh, where these uh, they're coming in from from Germany and uh, and Switzerland, uh, but whatever the the it's so bad the terrorism and, and the refugees and and the um, and the uh, the jihadists that are coming into France that they've got to put a bulletproof glass wall around the Eiffel Tower so that people that go there don't get plowed over or shot. Yet we we build a wall on our southern border to do it basically the same thing and it's a it's a civil rights violation and we're horrible terrible horrible horrible god awful uh people uh the number is 844-436-6275 if you want to get through so uh, one more thing that I want to mention because I have um I have this audio that I we need to get to uh it's about Marco Rubio and Marco Rubio all right so yesterday we talked about Elizabeth Warren and Elizabeth Warren was trying to thwart the confirmation of Jeff Sessions, as were all the Democrats. And she got up and she gave this speech and she un- unveiled this letter from Coretta Scott King. By now, I'm sure you've heard about it. And she started to read it. And in doing so, she was impugning, which means she was basically calling to the carpet Jeff Sessions and his record. And there's a rule in the Senate. You can debate policy, but you cannot debate the politician. You can debate the policy, but you cannot debate the politician. You can say, I think your idea sucks. I think your idea is the dumbest, stupidest, worst idea I've ever heard. But you cannot say you are a horrible person. And here's how I'm going to prove that. You can't do that. You cannot impugn the character or the record of any other of the 99 senators in that body. It's a fact. It's a rule. It's in the books. Rule 19. She did it. She got called on it. She was told to be quiet and sit down and shut up. And then everyone, of course, went ballistic saying, how dare? How dare this happen? How dare you follow the rules of the Senate? And Marco Rubio got up to discuss something else. And he said, like, but look, before we do that. I want to talk about these rules and I want to talk about what's going on with Senator Jeff Sessions because no Democrats voted. It was like 52-47 or something. It was right down party lines. Despite everything they wanted to do, everything they tried to do to thwart his confirmation, to stop it in their tracks, they knew they couldn't. So rather than just letting it go through, they started insulting him. They started breaking the rules. And here's Marco Rubio, uh, who was really impassioned about the whole thing. Here's what he had to say. I want people to think about our politics here today in America, because I'm telling you guys, I don't know of a single nation in the history of the world that's been able to solve its problems when half the people in a country absolutely hate the other half people in that country. Half the people in this country hate the other half of the people in this country. That's what Marco Rubio said. He said, I don't know any country that can solve any of its problems when half the people in this country hate the other half of the people. And even he said it twice. Here it is again. We have we are reaching a point in this republic where we're not going to be able to solve the simplest of issues because everyone is putting themselves in a corner where everyone hates everybody. God, I hate that guy. Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't hate Marco Rubio. I'm not a huge fan, but I don't hate him. I was just making a joke. Uh, But he basically talked about the rules of Congress and the rules of the Senate and how rules are necessary to get anything done. This is the most important country in the world. And this body cannot function if people are offending one another. And that's why those rules are in place. Basically, the rules are in place. Here's what he said. The rules are in place because this body cannot function if people are offending one another. By the way, this body can function no matter what. You can offend, you can offend whoever you want. This body will always function to the maximum. Uh, I'm getting, I'm sorry, I'm getting off track. So Marco Rubio is saying, look, we can't, we can't do what we're supposed to do if we're offending each other. 
we're supposed to debate policy, not the politicians. And Elizabeth Warren got up and she debated the politician. And she did that because she hates Senator Jeff Sessions. She hates Donald Trump. She, like most of the Democrats in the Congress, most of the Democrats in the Senate, and a handful of Republicans, they are driven by one thing only, and that is hate. And this is very important. This is, you know what I'm going to do tomorrow? I'm going to make a list of, of the worst uh, Democratic leaders in the United States, and we're going to go through them. Elizabeth Warren is right up there on the top, because not only is she driven by hatred, she doesn't care about my best interests at all. You know, she doesn't care about, she's not a senator, like all Americans. Granted, she's from Massachusetts, but, you know, she doesn't care about anything else except herself. She has not, none of the Democrats have my best interests at, at heart. None of them ever did. That's why I didn't vote for any of them. They don't, I'm a, look, I'm a 40-year-old white dude from the South, okay? They don't care about me. I'm the last thing they care about. I'm the, they don't have anything that interests me on their minds or my family. They could care less what happens to us. And you too. In fact, I guarantee there's probably a whole handful of Democrats that get out there and they and they and they push for these policies and these ideas and they try to pass these bills that are even bad for themselves. I feel like they don't even have their own self-interest at, in, at heart or at mind when they get up and say and do these things. But Elizabeth Warren is one of the worst because she's, by the way, clearly all about Elizabeth Warren. What she's doing. She knows Jeff Sessions is not going to become, or is going to become, uh, or he did. Let me, st- let me start over. I'm getting all excited. Let me. <laughs> she knew when she gave her speech impugning the reputation of Jeff Sessions, she knew at that time, as everyone in that body did, that he was going to be confirmed. She knew that he was going to be, no matter what she did, it was unstoppable, unstoppable. History had been written. Jeff Sessions was going to be confirmed as the Attorney General of the United States. Nothing she could do could stop it. So she took the opportunity and she did what so many other people do in that position is she began to campaign because what she cares about is Elizabeth Warren's career. What she cares about is what Elizabeth Warren's going to do in 2020 or even in 2018. Uh, Elizabeth Warren's campaign for president began January 20th when Donald Trump's presidency began. Same thing happened. She said, from now on, I will be the anti-Trump and everything I do and say will be to campaign against him. She needs to get out there. She needs to get exposure. She needs to be in the press and she needs to have a, the opposite message. And if Donald Trump is pro Jeff Sessions, I will be against him and rules be damned. She doesn't care about the rules. Rules tell, Telling a Democrat that's against the rules is like telling me the speed limit's 55 miles an hour, okay? I know the speed limit's 55 miles an hour. I don't care that the speed limit's 55 miles an hour. And I'll be damned if I, I don't drive 55 miles an hour in my own driveway, all right? If you're walking your dog in front of my house, walk fast, okay? Because I'm in a big hurry. I got stuff to do. I've had 18 cups of coffee and I've got a lot on my plate. 
She knew what the rules were. She doesn't care. None of them care. The 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 Congress people who sat in the in the uh, in the Capitol building last year and they were on their phones and they were broadcasting and taking pictures and they were uh, videoing and they were live tweeting and they were doing all these things that were clearly against the rules and nobody cared. They did it anyway because it's all about them. They care about themselves. They care about their future political aspirations. And every senator right now, every senator is up in front of a camera, is giving a speech, is breaking a rule because they care about their political future. And a handful of them, Charles Schumer, uh, definitely Elizabeth Warren, probably three or four others. I got I get a Cory. Uh, what's his name? Cory Booker. A hundred percent Cory Booker. They all want to be the next president of the United States. And the best way they can do that is by campaigning now. Rules be damned. And they'll continue. Marco Rubio's right. You can't get anything done when half the country hates hates the other half. And that's what they want. If if half the country hates the other half of the country, if half the country is blindly driven by this horrible rage that they go into the streets and burn things and spray strangers with pepper spray and shut down uh, campus, college campus lectures and smash Starbucks windows and attack the police and march on and on and on like every single day for some reason. I don't know if they, they never get tired. I mean, I get tired walking around the block, but whatever. And these people, if they are so driven by rage... They are not going to stop and they don't want to because if they stop, if they stop hating us, if they stop hating their neighbors, if they stop hating the the president of the United States and everybody who voted for them, if they stop thinking about how much, how awful we all are, then they might actually start working with us. And if they start working with us, then we might actually get things done. And if we get things done, then Donald Trump gets the credit. And if Donald Trump gets the credit, Elizabeth Warren has no shot in 2020. So for the next four years, Elizabeth Warren, if she has any shot of being president, has to stop anything at all from happening. Anything positive from happening in Washington or the rest of the United States. Listen, I've been going on and on for like way too long. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I got some outro music too because you guys hated the old the old intro. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling in, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't get to some of the comments. I will go back and uh, and I will get to them here in just a minute. Don't forget to get your working it like Donald T. 